RDTDaily.com presents a Tara Buster with comedian Tara Devlin. Uh, what's new, guys? My name is Tara Devlin. Thanks for hanging out. This is Unapologetic Liberal Talk on the right side of history, decency, dignity, democracy, and humanity. And yeah, we need that. We're in big trouble. I think I've been saying that a lot. Wait, hold on. I feel like my... Can you guys hear me? Okay. Oh, look, 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 look. Thank you, Richard W., for your super chat right out of the gate. Thank you so much, Richard. Another great show. I hope so. Really. <laughs> Another great show, Tara. We just started, Richard. Now I have well, now I have a pressure. Thank you, Richard, really. I'm only kidding around. Thank you for your generosity and all your support and, and for showing up. You know what I mean? When we're doing the show, I know how what a pain in the ass it is because we don't have a daily show at a set time, and um, it sucks. It's, it sucks for me, too. Trust me. So uh, I do appreciate your flexibility, and yeah, we need to get together tonight uh, to discuss what happened yesterday. Is, what, is there an echo? I hear an echo. Let me see. What, something's wrong. It feels like something's wrong with the headset. Let me, do you guys hear an echo? You guys can tell me in a minute. One, two, three. One, two, three. Echo, echo. All right. If there's no echo, that's fine. Um, I just It just sounds weird in my headset. That's why it sounds different. I think something's not the same. Something is off. All right. Well, you guys will let me know if there's a problem with the audio in the chat. Actually, I got to turn the AC on. It's cold out, but they started the they put the heat on in my apartment. I don't control the heat. They control it, whoever they are. Oh shit, hold on. Hold on, an ad just started running. Um what was I saying? Yeah, okay, guys. I'm hot. That's why. Hot meaning warm, not hot, you know what I mean? I'm warm. My temperature is warm because they blast the heat in here like uh, I'm in a sauna. It's ridiculous. All right. Breathe. I couldn't do a show last night. I couldn't even watch television. I didn't. I, well, watch the news. I, what I, I watched, you know, whatever. Something to distract me from my life. I didn't want to think about politics or I didn't want to get that knot in my stomach that familiar, that not that basically I carry it around. I guess it's like Atlas <laughs> carrying around the weight of the world. That's what it feels like. I think maybe I swallowed the weight of the world because it sits in my stomach like a like a brick, and I just couldn't deal with it really because um, I knew the Democrats were going to blow it, and we're going to discuss. I I opened the phones. If anybody wants to call in, I'll put the number up. We can talk about it. Or I can just talk about it, and you guys can talk in the chat like you do. All right, where's the goddamn phone number? No, that's Natalie Davis. This is the phone number. Okay, that's the phone number. If you feel like calling in to discuss the, uh, or to give your opinion, what do you think? What do you think happened? Um, what can we do? Okay, great. Thank you, Darcy, and everybody else on the chat for your feedback about the audio. That's good to know. Thank you so much. You guys are the producers. Um, so, 
we knew the Democrats are going to blow it. Now, of course, that not came back in the in the morning when I turned on Morning Joe to, of course, I knew what they were going to say. They, I knew that the bashing of the progressives wouldn't wait for the morning. I'm sure it started all night. I didn't like, but like I said, I didn't watch um, that evening. And it's, and here we go again. The fact is, um, there's so much to to discuss, and I'm trying to like get it in my. <clears throat> I don't even know where to begin, because the Democrats, um, you know, the other day. Okay, let me. When this is a completely self-inflicted wound, the Democrats are perpetual losers. Doesn't it seem that way? And the American people want people who will fight for the courage of their convictions. And if if the past couple of years, four years at least, five years now, hasn't convinced or, ha- or haven't convinced people of the fact that the American people just want somebody who has the goddamn courage of their convictions to fight for the courage of, well, fight for their convictions, to have that courage to fight. What are they fighting for? Yeah, it's great. Democrats believe in health care, universal health care, higher education, living wages, retirement security. We do. Most of us do. Some, like Terry McAuliffe, are old school, corporate-ass, lick-spittle Democrats left over from the Clinton years who need to really go the way of the Whigs because they're the ones that brought us to this point of the teetering on the edge of fascism. And it, we're, we're almost over to the point where gravity's gonna take over. And there is no looking back at that point. And we'll be in fascism. We will eventually get out of it, but how many will die in the interim? Because that's what happens. It will be a, a complete and an unmitigated historical disaster yet again another historical disaster and um you know there you go um but maybe then <laughs> democrat will will we will have purged the party of the uh spineless enablers that infest it so the other day when we did a show and i was saying well you know what we need to do we do need to elect more democrats we need to elect actual Democrats. There's so many of these old school assholes hanging around that th- this is a problem. And they are yet again diagnosing the problem in the only way that will guarantee that we will not be successful. Okay, let, let's, let's just start off. I have a couple of clips. This was the first thing. This was on MSNBC. Where is... Wait a minute here. Okay, that's that. Look at this. Here we go. I, I, I can't remember this. Maybe somebody can point out this guy. I can't remember his name. All right, who's that guy? Lost the Senate. What's his so name? So look at what's happening now. Democrats are pursuing an ambitious agenda unilaterally. Okay, so this corporate media mouthpiece pundit 
He's breaking it down. Okay, why? Why did the Democrats lose? And here's his assessment. Reconciliation, locking Republicans out, and you're seeing voters starting to react to that. So, so voters are reacting to the Democrats doing things by reconciliation and locking Dem and locking Republicans out? That's that's the problem. Really? The see the thing is the Republicans um they aren't interested in governing. They're not governing. That's why they're running on lies. They're running on outright and utter fabrications. You understand? Because the truth, the reality of the situation of what we're up against is just so far out of their their even their their concern. They they're not in government to govern. They're in government to write laws, to rig the game for themselves and their friends. That is it. So that's why they have all this time to continue to spread to spread their lies and to figure out what are the people upset about? What are their dumbasses crying about? And oh, at this point, oh, it's critical race theory because the, uh, yeah, well, it's really a um, wagging the dog situation. Critical race theory is not a thing that is taught in schools. And uh, why are we even wasting our breath discussing it? You know, we have a lot of actual problems. But the Republicans, two Republicans, that, they're not problems. That's the, um, the, they're the, the feature, not the bug. Upward immobility, income disparity. That's the point. They worked all these years setting up this kind of system, destroying the late great American middle class. It's now below 40% of the population, which is not a democracy. You cannot have a democracy with this kind of income disparity. It doesn't exist. It doesn't work that way. And yeah, and here we are. We're in the broken ass system. So, here, okay, let's just go. Keep going with this guy. I'm exhausted already. I'm, I'm, what Democrats I'm like, may want to do, and a lot of Democrats will want to hear this, is listen to people like Kirsten Sinema and Joe Manchin, who are trying to keep the party sober so that they can avoid a repeat of uh, 2010 in uh, 2022. So you don't subscribe to this notion that had Democrats uh, actually passed this ambitious spending plan, act, actually passed the bipartisan infrastructure bill, you don't think that that would have helped them in Virginia or New Jersey? You think that would have hurt them? Well, uh, half. Half. <laughs> I think oh. half of that is, is accurate. If the thing he's on the air, right? not held the infrastructure bill hostage, and Democrats could have taken something, not just to their base, but also to the centrist voters who end up deciding a lot of these close races saying, look, we did work with the other side, despite our many differences, despite oh. uh, the way some Republicans- So that's the problem. The American people are, they just want people to work together to get things done, like, like uh, addressing issues that don't exist. Okay, um, and I'm sure you heard him in there bash the progress it's the progressives if only the progressives would listen to those rational voices like Kristen cinema and joe manchin who are sober like the corporate media mouthpiece says and really wants to rein in this out of control 
liberal wing of the Democratic Party. That's just a bunch of, um, you know, kids that don't really know that the United States isn't a country, isn't really a democracy. Come on. Guys, play along. You know what, what, you know what sticks in my mind when um, Adam Schiff mentioned that Steve, when he, sp- he spoke to Steve Scalise, he saw Steve Scalise on, on Fox News or something, and he was lying through his teeth about a, uh, something that um, Scalise and um, Adam Schiff were working on. And, and Adam Schiff confronted Steve Scalise and said, I saw you on Fox News and you completely misrepresented my position and everything that was said. And uh, his answer was, eh, well, you know how it goes. You know how it goes. Hey, this is the game, boo. We're playing the game. They, they have not, they don't need the courage of their conviction, the Republicans, because they're shameless. They have no, I mean, convictions. Their only conviction is greed. Greed, selfishness, and the utter destruction of democracy. See, they don't, it's not like they're out there saying, I got to destroy democracy. You know, that's not what they're thinking. But it gets, it gets in the way of their stealing and grifting and writing laws to benefit themselves. So they, you know, they... Uh, they, whatever, they have to spread their bullshit. Okay, hold on. ...have behaved in recent months. We worked with them, and we got something good done for the country, but that bill was held hostage. And a held hostage. had very little to show uh, beyond By a big COVID relief package, which this was on top saying. of a big bipartisan COVID relief package uh, that was passed in December of last year. So, yes, I do think that the, the Democrats holding uh, that bill hostage and preventing it from passing uh, really did hurt uh, uh, these uh, candidates. You in the bitch. Virginia. You basic, lazy-ass bitch. Hasn't anybody been paying attention? They, the, the Republicans are an outright anti-democratic death cult running on lies. Absolute lies. And... This guy's talking about the American people need to see that the Democrats are inviting these fucking traitors into negotiations when they do invite these pricks and they don't have an interest. They're better, you know, they're better uh, uses of their time, according to themselves, I suppose, is to uh, do a podcast. That's what... That's what Ted Cruz does. That's what they all do. They're nothing but trolls. This is it. That, that you're looking into the future of a sham democracy. And this, and this is what happens all over the world when democracies fall to autocracy. We will still go through the motions of voting. It's going to be a sham now. And the, and the Democrats, you see, okay. All right, hold on a second. The Democrats um, are going to blow it again, again, and again. Right out of the... They don't even take a pause, this corporate fucking media. And I'm sorry, it's cursing tonight. I should put a disclaimer on uh, my, my content. I have to. 
I just got a something from YouTube <laughs> that said that one of my videos was um, made adult content only. And they didn't say why, but maybe because I was cursing. I don't know. I don't know. You have to be 18 or over or something like that. I don't know. Whatever. On some of the content. But, yeah, the cursing tonight, there's going to be some, there'll be some salty language. Just be prepared, okay? Because I'm pissed. So, give me a break. Corporate media, mouthpiece, pundits, and all the, I, I guess, um, uh, people in the ivory tower who really are absolutely clueless. That person with his absolutely clueless assessment is what's going to ultimately destroy democracy in this country because it takes it will take courage not pandering you know Nancy Pelosi when I think about what happened yesterday it's almost uh, it, clearly it's like hindsight is twenty twenty, but it seems of course the historical trends not working in Joe Biden's favor, but come on. Even the, f I'm, I'm pissed. We're all pissed watching this bullshit, watching the inept Democrats negotiate this fucking bill in the press with their prick Joe Manchin, their hemorrhoid, He's not a he's not a sober, um, you know, um, moderate that is appealing to people. No, people want what's in the bill. But what happened the other day? Just look at what happened before Biden went to Europe. He uh, what did they say? It came out in the morning. There was a deal, right? On the on the corporate media, Democrats came out and said. We got a deal. It's it. Oh, it's, we're in the home stretch, guys. Then Biden takes off, and fucking Joe Manchin goes in front of the microphone and says, "Ah, we don't have a deal. What you, this is what we are dealing with: complete ineptitude." Now, I thought that Joe Biden was supposed to be the guy who could get things done, right? He was somebody who has has been in Washington for over 40 years. He knows the ins and outs. He could work with people, right? He could make those deals. And in the beginning, I, when I saw how uh, Joe Biden was, be, um, you know, uh, supporting progressive policies, or not just, it's not about the pro winning progressive policies. You see, if, if conservatism worked, I would be on the show supporting it. If it works to create a functioning multiracial democratic republic, you know, then we would. We would all support it. We'd be like, sure, more money to the rich. Give more money to the rich because it trickles down and everybody, um, you know, enjoys this decent life we're in this small blip of time that we're all sharing the planet together and and i'm sorry to tell you that there won't be a mansion when you're dead i'm sorry there's no mansions they're they're out of mansions how many mansions i mean we we're talking about 
billions and billions and billions of mansions enough. Everybody needs a mansion in heaven. Jesus Christ. <sighs> but the corporate media, of course, diagnoses it incorrectly. And then, on, uh, of course, on jo Morning Joe this morning, they were all going on about the latte liberals, which is uh, the updated version of hippie punching, and they regularly and routinely engage in it. And, of course, they're absolutely wrong. The American people um, aren't rejecting the progressive message. The American people want the progressive agenda because look at look at Trump. He f he ran as a progressive, a racist ass progressive. Uh, well, he ran with progressive policy. He's not progressive in any way. You know what I'm saying? But he ran on health care for all. Everyone's going to get health care. It's going to be cheaper. Nobody's going to pay anything. It's going to be the best deal. Trust me. I know how to make deals. And I can make everyone have health care for free. And it's not going to cost anybody anything. And that's exactly what he said. Because he's such a great deal maker. It's the easiest deal in the world. He said, give me five minutes in a room with uh, my little Mario Kart smaller than average looking penis. And I'll figure it out. So, um, yeah, that's what I'm sick of. And the other thing, here's the other thing, and I wish I had grabbed this, this clip because I, it was so, so ironic and typical. But, you know, Al Frank, not Al Franken, Al, what's his name? Al Sharpton was, um, he's the one that goes on about the latte liberals. So he's like, latte liberals and wokeness are what caused this and then and then at the end you wrapped it up with um but we really need guess right to energize the base <laughs> but it's woke but it's just just latte liberals though you no know? and um woke for some reason these are it's the same neoliberal triangular asian tactic where um uh, that's a hippie punch that's what that is i i'm so it's so annoying to me this latte liberal thing it really gets on my nerves like democrat party it's like one of those things that sticks in my craw what well, i don't know where the craw is but it's sticking out there i don't know what's a craw anyway um you got a nice craw i think you guys look good Haiku's got a very, uh, very unique craw, I hear. So, um, so, so Al Sharpton is saying that, okay, it's the latte liberals' fault and the progressives for holding Joe Biden's bill hostage? No, it's actually the progressives trying to pass Joe Biden's agenda. And in fact, it's the progressives who, in 2016, and even have the, the progressives for time immemorial have been trying to save the Democratic Party from itself and by extension, the, the save democracy. Something in my eye. Ugh. And um, so how do you motivate the base by denigrating 
denigrating people. I don't understand. What is a latte liberal? What the fuck is that? Somebody who drinks lattes. Oh. Makes sense. It's... Anyway. Guys, do you understand? This is why what we're doing here is so important. I know you do. I know you do. I'm just saying it for the person who might be passing through. Because look at what we have. Look at what we're up against. And we don't have the we we don't, we don't have the giant platform that's spreading the truth. We have uh, you know I mean we don't have a giant platform like MSNBC or CNN or the so-called liberal media. Liberal media, right? Please, it is unreal. For example, okay, let me let me start off. For example, how for um, what's his name? Yunkin. Apparently, he ran on education. He didn't run on education. He ran on lies, and that's that's fine. Republicans are running on lies now, proving everything I've been saying for years that they are they they're not a governing party. They're not. It's it's a scam. So makes sense they would have a con artist as a standard bearer. But yeah, it's a scam. So um, for example, not wait 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 hold on guys guys guys. I received an email from Kay Petrini. You might know Kay from well she was the education correspondent uh, from the Mike Malloy show. And she wrote to uh, Mike and and me today. She usually she'll sometimes she'll write and write some commentary. And it's usually great. Oh, not usually, always. What do you mean? Always. And um, so, uh, but Robin's not on it. She usually sends it to Robin too. But Robin, as we know, Robin Kincaid is. Uh, God, I mean, honestly, I have to say, Robin Kincaid is someone who makes me want to get out of bed in the morning i have to tell you it's been a rough couple of years for all of us and the fact that robin is i i just love watching or i i don't know what it is that she is so if, if for those who don't know robin is a broadcaster a progressive broadcaster who is trans and is now going through gender uh, con- confirmation surgery. And it's, uh, it's on- honestly, it's probably one of the most beautiful things I've seen in a long time because somebody who is grabbing life by, uh, by the short hairs and saying, fuck it, I want to be myself. I- and uh, just the courage that that takes. <sighs> And, and and in this effed up country. So, sending my love and I, uh, I wish I could be right there by your side, Robin, if you're listening. All right, um, so Kay writes, hi, Mike and Tara. If I hear one more member of the so-called liberal media claim that Youngkin pulled out a victory in Virginia because he focused on education, then I'm gonna fucking scream 
Focusing on education means making sure that schools have all the equipment they need for teachers to do their jobs and students to learn. She writes, we do not. Kay's a teacher, so she knows firsthand. She's on the front lines of this shit in this fucked up shithole country. It means make, I mean, legally and peacefully. Okay. Um, it means making sure that kids are not learning in overcrowded, cramped, unventilated classrooms, as our kids are. It means paying teachers as the professionals they are. And all I can do here is roll my eyes. Kay writes, it does not have a fucking thing to do with critical race theory. I teach in San Francisco, California. We are pretty damn woke out here to the point where it makes a lefty like me raise my eyebrows at times. Critical race theory has never, never been part of the curriculum because it is not a subject taught to K K and K through 12 schools. Trust me, if I, if it ain't being taught here, it certainly isn't being taught in Virginia, goddammit. To paraphrase <laughs> Virginia goddamn, to paraphrase Nina Simone. Wish I had the time and energy to fully cover this newest big lie in detail, but I'm channeling all of my energy into trying to stay sane during the impossible school year. Thank goodness I don't have to deal with anti-vaxxers and anti-maskers. Well, that's one good thing. But the rest of the... See, you know, I'm sick of it. <laughs> Maybe that should be the show. Sick of it. I'm sick of it. Because... The thing is, there is there, no critical race theory is being taught, just like Kay says. It is not being taught, and yet, that's what they ran on. And, and even today, on Twitter, there was some, some fucking right-winger or whatever got into like a little Twitter thing with me about critical race theory, saying, well, you know, don't be surprised that the that the people of Virginia didn't want their kids to be taught critical race theory. I mean, get me the fuck out of here, okay? I would I, I would so much prefer to argue about shit that is real. You know, I said to the guy, go and try do something that isn't that you know maybe do something like go uh, find Bigfoot, you know. Because that would be less damaging to democracy and far less tedious, goddammit. But they're on the same level as far as mythology is concerned. For fuck's sake. That's what's so unreal. We don't, we don't just have to fight over reality. We're fighting in spite of everything, in spite of Republicans, every step forward we take, you know, they enjoy. They love it. They love their socialist security, socialist Medicare, and all that stuff. All that stuff that, um, you know, is in the Build Back Better bill. Trust me, they'll all so celebrate. And then the Republicans, even if they voted against it, they will celebrate it. As well, because, of course, the Democrats are dumbasses and the Republicans are uh, shameless. 
They don't give a shit. As Steve Scalise says, you know how it goes. So, but the this, uh, this fucking shit that isn't real. Come on. Wait, hold on. Wait. See, like, here, for example, today, and so when Joe Biden came out today and he had a press conference discussing what what happened, and, you know, I'm old enough to remember, you guys probably remember as well, when Barack Obama was in office and that, that uh, drubbing that the Democrats took in the midterms, <clears throat> especially losing Massachusetts after Ted Kennedy passed away. I mean, that was pretty goddamn catastrophic at the time. But, of course, what did the Democrats do? The Democrats don't learn, it seems, because I think there are too many old-school scumbags up there. And, ah, not scumbags. Ah, that's not nice. I'm sorry, YouTube. Um... Not, they're not necessarily, well, greedy, greedy, selfish, but, and it's, I guess, well, that's the way people are. It's that they're creatures, we're creatures of habit. So the, the, uh, Democrats, the old, like Terry McAuliffe and the old school, they're used to operating a certain way. And that way is you sidle up to your benefactors and you, you know, you say your bullshit. You, I mean, you, you run your standard-ass campaign. And you think, okay, that's going to work. Bring in, bring in Obama. Bring in, uh, bring in the big guns. Bring in Jay-Z and Beyonce. Remember? This is what the fucking Democrats do. Take a knee in the well of the Senate. Right? They, do, they took a knee. But did we get reform? Did we get any kind of um, policing reform? Did we get anything concrete except a show? Nothing but a show. Taking a knee. I'll, I'll take a knee. Because, you know what? Because that's what I can do. I can go out there and march and protest and civil... and participate in civil disobedience. I don't need the fucking Speaker of the House to do that. I need the Speaker of the House, the Majority Leader, and the Democrats to pass laws. You don't need to take a fucking knee. Leave the taking of the knees to me, you know? And the civil disobedience, the protesting, the the the, the, the the displays. I don't need them to because the all you had to do you didn't have to take a knee, Nancy. All you had to do was pass the the bills that we said that the American people said were so needed. That's all. I don't need you to give me a fucking photo op to tell me you're on my side. Just do it. But, okay, it's mansion and cinema. What is Joe Biden going to do? Well, he's the president, isn't he? I, I don't know. Maybe Joe Manchin is. It's, I'm getting confused lately. But, because here, here, let me show you Manchin this morning. Here's Manchin. 
Where's my damn e-cam? I just think it's the wrong place to put it because it's a social expansion. And right now, uh, I've said very clearly that uh, social expansion, especially oh. on any of these, when you have deficits you're looking at, insolvency, such as in, in Medicare and Social Security, and those are lifelines to people in most rural states, but definitely in West Virginia, that's their lifeline. And now we're talking about expanding something we can't even pay for now. They want to keep what they have. And I think those are all aspirational. Let's get our financial house in order and then be able to tackle all of these. Senator, so you don't think, you don't think uh, in Virginia, independence swung to Glenn Youngkin compared to 2020. What does that say about concerns you think voters might have about inflation or the scope of no, I think, I think tactics, some of the things you've raised? You can read Excuse so much me. into all um, of that last night. I mean, I, I think it's, it, it should be a, a call that all of us have to be more attentive to the people back home. And I've been trying to do that from day wait, one. Wait, wait, and I've been on. saying this for many, many months. People have concerns. People are concerned. They're very much so. And are for they concerned about inflation? Yeah, maybe, because they're hearing this shit on OAN and Fox News. They're, are they concerned about the supply chain, all that? Are they concerned? This is a worldwide fucking pandemic, you mind, you goddamn whiners. You, re I mean, the Republicans. It's like the see the Republican leadership understands that their base are a bunch of emotionally stunted morons, incapable of functioning in a free democratic society, a multiracial democratic society. They know that. They know they're not too smart. They're not. You notice how they're not trying to win them over with actual policy. See, Joe Manchin, you know, um, the uh, it's uh, and the other guys. What I can't remember the guy's name. I'm sorry. I'm very sorry. The fucking guy's name on uh, MSNBC who was saying that it's uh, Manchin and Cinema's sobriety that we need to embrace. Oh, it's uh, wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Oh, sorry. I got distracted for a second. I thought somebody, I saw something in the comments and I thought it was directed uh, to me. I thought somebody was asking me something and blah, 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 whatever. It doesn't matter. Shut up, Devlin. Okay. Um, so you think the American people are, they're worried. See, the American people will be worried about what um, they are told to worry about. That's how propaganda works. That's how the news media works. That's how human beings work. You know? The Republicans know that. They, 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 it's like they backward engineer it, though. They know, they find out what their base, well, they know what they're afraid of. Darker pigment. Well, it really kind of just boils down to that. Darker pigment. And, um, they, they add, uh, miracle grow to all of those defects and they let it they let it run they they create that monster and they let it loose they don't care so they're not actually going to pass legislation except legislation to make the rich richer because that's all they did that's all they did in the past four years is they fucked us up and they they fucked up the tax code and they they made the rich richer they made the working class the more malleable working poor, and they, they shoved unqualified loyalists onto lifetime positions and um, on the bench. So, but they, all of this they, they accomplished th through lies, 
fear-mongering, hate-mongering, and lies. Kissing up, kicking down, right? Just like uh, Trump's supporters say. Remember during the shutdown? He's not hurting the people he needs to be hurting. He's hurting us. Ooh. This is the country we live in. Which is why the Democrats make me sick. Not only do they make me sick, they make the country sick. And they are almost guaranteeing. Well, not just almost. I mean, I'm, I'm holding on to the hope that something changes that somebody wakes the fuck up but i don't i don't know because um there's so much against us the establishment the big moneyed interests they own the the media and this is the message that's getting out there shouldn't the democrats heed the message of mansion and cinema no it's mansion and cinema who were the ones that people are sick of you know, African-Americans, they said, didn't come out in Virginia. Well, I wonder why. Maybe Nancy Pelosi and the Democratic caucus kneeling in the well wasn't good enough, isn't a good substitute for actual policy and progress. And now, of course, the, the right-wingers and the, the corporate mouthpieces and all that, they're, all, they're saying things like, Well, the definition of progressive is to make progress. So let's pass this infrastructure bill that without the progressive, um, the other bill, which is Joe Biden's goddamn agenda, which is a progressive agenda. You need a progressive agenda to have a functioning democracy. That's it. And yes, I see... uh, Pokey's mom, Irene, on the chat says, we are a failed state. I feel that way. (laughs) And I guess, you know, my old sponsor used to say feelings aren't facts, but um, I think we really are a failed state. And we really epically fucked it up, man. The overthrowing of the intergenerational aristocracy and uh, monarchy and uh, it only took it's less than how ma- however many I mean what is it it's less than 300 years and we're, we're flaming out here a republic if you can keep it well how do you keep it you don't uh, you don't hear this on corporate media the corporate media will not ever tell you that you can't have democracy and aristocracy at the same time. They'll tell you everybody wants to be a billionaire. You too can be a billionaire. Just come up with some big, you know, some scam to grift, take people's money from them somehow. It doesn't matter if it's uh, something good for them. Come up with a way to steal. And uh, yeah, that's it. Then you can have all of the things that... Other countries, other people in other countries have as a right of citizenship. Yeah, like healthcare. <laughs> it's insane. Somebody's bugging out out there. So here we go. Here's an article from Arthur Tarley. No, progressives are not far left. The Democratic establishment have 
Now, okay, this was written, a this was on the 4th, so it was before this debacle. The Democratic establishment just launched a new pact to go to war against progressive candidates who challenge incumbents. And the media is doing everything they can to help. Well, what a surprise. This is an, uh, an article from, oh, I told you, Jacobin Magazine. Did I tell you? I don't know. Who knows? Oh, wait, hold on. I know. I'm not doing well tonight on the show. I'm not producing well. I apologize. <laughs> Let's see. I just want to, let me finish up Manchin's thing. To go down a path that, that we've been going, and they were trying to accelerate it, and it has been slowed down. I think that we need to take our time and do it right. So you, bitch. you can read anything you, you want out of it. The bottom bitch. line is we have a divided country. What do you read out of it? We have a divided country. It needs to be united. And you can't unite it by just doing it by one party system. You hey, bitch. Hey, bitch. It's not about that. The people want things done. That's it. It's not about, they're not like saying, oh, look, the Democrats are working with the Republicans. Isn't that wonderful? We're, we're, we're uh, a country again? These are the, the people who, here, I'll show you a picture of what we're, we're up against. Hold on. Mm -mm -mm. From Halloween. Uh, it's hard to read. See that sign there? It says, yell, Trump or treat to get candy. If not, I'll grab my bowl and say, bye then. Like, bye then. Can you fucking believe this fucking country of fascists, of anti-American scumbags? I don't even know. What, what, what are the words do you use? This is what we're up against. The lies, they, they, the incessant lies, the racism, the lies, and then you have the Democrats taking a fucking knee in the well, doing nothing, and jerking us around. And Biden is up there looking feckless, like he cannot get a goddamn thing done. So he's been saying, oh, well, you could talk all you want, talk out your ass all you want, but if you don't get a damn thing done, and what are you getting done? I mean, we're here in this boat because of all the other shit you did for um, for your for your you know your rich pals. That's why we're in this boat because Democrats began to um, destroy the New Deal, embrace their um, their inner greed, and throw this country down down the goddamn tubes. We are at a precipice where we could either go to full-on fascism or we're going, we could have a uh, progressive something, but I don't think that's going to happen. How can it? When all of the establishment, powerful Democrats don't, uh, don't know how to diagnose the situation. They think that the progressive challengers are... Um, are the problem, are um, something to be stopped? What is, what is far left about a fucking policy, like, for example, health care? What is so far left about something that the entire world enjoys? Except us. What is far left? 
and not that I mean and the other thing how you neutralize that kind of shit is that you embrace embrace left embrace um, socialism embrace it take it say yeah well no I'm not talking about communism we're talking about a democratic socialism and I think it's a smart move to look around the world and see what's working and what isn't working and choose to take the things that are working for our own people and that's how successful countries how that's how they function in fact you know that's how the Roman Empire functioned that's how they were able to oh, rule Western civilization for uh, nearly a thousand years but because they took they went over they went all over the world they were like oh wow that's a good idea look at over here they're doing it better than we do let's take that let's adopt this let's try this but it wasn't and they made it their own that's what has to happen here why would you not i mean for example healthcare it's just the easiest and most obvious um example because we pay twice as much <laughs> than the next most expensive the healthcare system. We um, pay more, not only just a little more, we mean double. And then we also, we pay twice as much. We have the worst, and we have the worst outcomes in all positive measures. So we pay more, get less, and not everybody's covered. And why would you think that's the greatest system? You only think it's the greatest if you are one of the ones on the top. That's it. Or an asshole who thinks that if you beg hard enough, a billionaire is going to trickle on you. God. I don't know. Maybe we should do another kind of show. What else can we do? podcast um about cats of a course of course of course it's right at the top of the list uh, well podcast again maybe we could we could do cats and meditation or something i don't know we'll get together breathe because that's what i'd like to do rather than fight fascism i would like to breathe all right Getting back to the Jacobin article by Arthur Tarley. No, progressive challengers are not far left. So he writes, far left is a clear signifier of an extreme group opposite of the far right. Yet progressive primary candidates are in no way extreme. They are not yet converse of the actual extreme fringe, far right, of Trumpism neo-nazism and QAnon, the media's use of far left foretells mainstream outlets ramping up negative framing of progressives in 2020 primaries here we go the label appeared in both washington post and msnbc um, excuse me and nbc news articles announcing team blue pack okay be aware here we go right a team blue a new political action committee with the singular goal of protecting incumbent Democrats from primary challengers. Wow. Can you fucking believe that? Forget what the people of the community might want. As long as, you know, you got your squatty, uh, squishy, what is that? Uh, 
you know, your not squishy, your phony baloney job, you ain't gonna let go of it that quick. That's why they, they like their job. They've written themselves great salaries, great benefits, great retirement, great, you know, they, they wrote themselves a very cushy deal. Not for you, though. Isn't it, it's outrageous that um, these representatives, so-called representatives, can write laws for themselves, you know, while leaving everybody out. And that's not really not e pluribus unum, don't you think? Is that a pluribus to write yourself raises and benefits and retirement? I don't know. While you cut everybody else's lifelines? Well, see, here's the thing. It, this is why it's racism. The fact is that, well, why the Republicans, everything is racism to them, because it comes down to they don't want to share civilization with people who have darker pigment. And they think that what the Democrats are doing is passing stuff to benefit people with darker pigment. That's really it. And they're, um, they don't like that because they're, they're fascists. They're, they're white nationalists, racists. They've been told this for years, you know, that, uh, about the welfare queen and all that. And the Democrats, the, the, the problem is that the Democrats have um, so readily um, echoed these, the, 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 lo- the bullshit, the Republican talking points, the bullshit Republican talking points. You know, the error of big government is over. That's Democrats. I mean, the Democrats, I, I don't know, man. They brought us here. The Democrats signed the Telecommunications Act. That's Clinton. He signed NAFTA. All of these policies that are now biting us in the ass. And this is what happens when you start whittling away at the pillars of democracy. What do you expect is going to happen? It's not going to break out overnight. That's why you get away with it. They get away with their um, the um, deregulating the media so the rich can own an, um, different different kinds of media. They can own a radio station, television station, and a newspaper in the same market. That, that used to be prohibited by laws, by democracy protecting and enabling laws, right? Because if you want, you know, you want an outcome, you have to take certain steps. So what do you think is going to happen when you start chopping away or knocking the democracy itself out from under its knees. That's what they did. Because why? I don't know. I mean, at the time, I guess, you know, when you look back in time, at the time, okay, thinking back to after Reagan, Reagan, we can trace the decline and fall of the American working class, the middle class, to Reagan's doorstep, we know that, and the um, we can trace the upward immobility and all that, and the concentrated wealth to uh, Reagan's doorstep, 
But then, I guess because of the, the corporate Democrats, and then all, all the while, this, as this is going on, the, um, then you have the Supreme Court and the legislature writing laws, loosening campaign finance restrictions. I mean, just one step at a time. Um, dark money, more dark money. I mean, what is dark money? When they say dark money, it's like fucking bribes. Come on. Dark money in our system. You know, you're talking about bribes. That's what it is. Who the hell would put money in something if they didn't want something back? Why? Why? I mean, well, like even me, for example, with the, I, I was going to say, well, you know, I take care of those community cats and all that. But, what you know, you get something back from it. You always do. I get, I guess, the feeling of uh, thinking I'm doing something, helping. I don't know. Maybe I am. I hope so. But, I don't know. All right, hold on. Uh, what, is, what establishment Democrats and Washington Post and MSNBC editors are all telling readers and voters is that advocacy for Medicare for All, a Green New Deal, and end housing for all is a fringe far-left agenda. Jeffrey's spokesperson called progressive challengers the extreme left. Then corporate media parroted the establishment smear in its reporting. This is another example of how the posture of the mainstream media and the Democratic Party toward progressive policies is extremely hostile. <laughs> That's a good way to put it. That's a nice array. It's saying what I would usually say. <sighs> it's extremely hostile, demonizing, and not unlike the GOP's attitudes towards progressives. They all want to conjure images of vote in voters' minds of rioters breaking windows in the name of anarchy. Representatives Carolyn Maloney and Danny Davis, the two incumbents currently backed by Team, P Team Blue PAC, are being challenged by Justice Democrats Ra Rana Abba, oh God help me, Abdelahamad. Pardon me, uh, I mean, I'm a, I'm a dumbass American. I am very sorry and Keena Collins. Some have claimed that because Maloney and Davis are paper co-sponsors of Medicare for All and the Green New Deal, they represent the bastion of progressivism. But their decades of inaction in Congress and millions of campaign dollars from Wall Street, big pharma, health insurance packs, and all oil companies very clearly demonstrate the opposite. Well, they don't want any any nose under the camel's tent in any way so medicare for all is such so far left jeffries is a paper co-sponsor of medicare for all too yet um, consistently supports the candidate in democratic primaries who doesn't support single-payer health care he never publicly advocates for it Political observers understand that many lawmakers sign on to these bills solely as a, as a cynical ploy to protect themselves from progressive primaries. And, helpfully for them, the mainstream media decides to ignore this reality in its reporting, which is sickening. And that's part of the problem. The, the, the um, really, it's enabling. That's what they do. So the Republicans or or. Our uh, corporate Dems are, are just uh, 
conservatives in any form will will lie well whatever tactic they'll use and then the corporate media will pick up on it and report on it as if it's sincere as if it's not a ploy you know they make they make us they it's all it's very insulting they think we're a bunch of dumbasses well many of us are but but it's sort of like uh, what came first you know the chicken or the egg <sighs> let's see oh yes a political ploy why don't they mention that as a result the result is that most incumbent Democrats are deemed progressive, <laughs> and the only room to the left, apparently, is the far left. You see, that's it. He, he, he nails it here, because the corporate, I mean, uh, well, yeah, the corporate media will present all Democrats as progressives. That's right. And then um, somebody like AOC, they always point at AOC, and they say, She's like a she's like the far left AOC to the um, Amy Klobuchar's of the world because Amy's supposed to be very she's supposed to be sane and AOC's supposed to be nuts with all this talk about people not dying needlessly in the richest country on earth with needlessly without health care. I mean, it's nuts to think that we would give a shit about other people other than ourselves. <sighs> the Team Blue Pack farce continues with Jeffrey's spokesman also saying it should come as no surprise that the chair of the House Democratic Caucus plans to support the re-election of members of the House Democratic Caucus who are working hard to enact President Biden's Build Back Better agenda. But one of the three people behind Team Blue is one of the nine House Democrats threatening to sink Joe Biden's big reconciliation spending bill if the House doesn't first vote on the so-called bipartisan infrastructure bill. My God. It doesn't take a political theorist to find the ideological differences between incumbents like Jeffries, Maloney, and Davis and primary challenges and primary challengers. Political reporters and editors should be up to the most to the most modest challenge because there is simply is no far left or extreme left in Congress. Whatever those terms are supposed to mean. Well, they never explain anyway. And that's what we talk about here. They never explain. They'll just continue. They'll just say it. And then they'll put up a poll. Because that's all the corporate media is. I don't know if you've noticed it. It really drives me insane how they, everything is a poll. That's how you know they're not doing their jobs. Uh, they're not doing journalism, I should say. Because it's just a poll. That's not the, that's fucking easy. You hire somebody to do a poll, and then you get a bunch of pundits on to discuss it again and again and again and again and again. And... It doesn't mean anything. It's not adding anything. All it says, it's just a confirmation. For example, with the Virginia governor's race, they're like, 78% of voters thought of critical, thought that uh, critical race theory was a primary motivation or whatever to vote for Yunkin. 
So it's not like, uh, well, whatever. I don't know. I just lost my train of thought. I'm all over the place, I know, because it's, I, I, I don't know. Maybe I'm trying not to get despondent about it as more, more than I already am. There's very little time to waste. We only have a year, but I feel like I don't think they're going to do it, but I don't know. I don't know. Guys, that's why we're here. We're pushing it, but the Democrats, um, the corporate Dems, I don't, will we have to go through um, this fascist takeover and will we ever get the country back until maybe we'll have to wait until the people like Joe Manchin are no longer in the Senate. Is that what's going to have to happen? Or Nancy Pelosi or name them, all of them, the people who have been in, um, in Congress for f however many years. Are we going to have to wait for them to, you know, go to pasture if, uh, until we can do something about, because they're standing in the way. That's what it is. There's they because they don't know any other way. But that's human nature. It's like, you know, when you learn a way of doing things, they've been in it for a long time. You, know, you get stuck in your old ways. You get stuck in your habits. Those days are over. You fucked that up, Democrats. You helped the the Republicans turn this country from take it from the most upwardly mobile to the least. How come? The, um, the corporate media never, ever says that. That is easy. That's an easy message for the Democrats to take and run with. The American people, 40 years ago, when Reagan, why don't the Democrats, here, I'm thinking out loud here, why don't the Democrats do that? <laughs> they, they go on, uh, ex uh, Excuse me. Let me explain. Why don't they, the Democrats need to, what are you talking about? I'm just having some, uh, I'm having a brain fart. The, the Democrats need to, hold on a second. Now I'm frozen. I'm going to have to play a video for a second. I got a problem. Talk amongst yourself. All right, no, all right, it's coming back. I was getting a beach ball. Fuck. Guys, okay, so the Democrats, you know, th rather than attacking the Republican Party, you know what they do? They praise the Republican Party. They quote Reagan. How many times do we have to hear Obama quote Reagan? I know Obama used to do it a lot, quote Reagan. Like Reagan used to say, as if the Republicans, quoting Reagan will make the Republicans like him. See, look, oh, I'm just like you. It's like Reagan, because Reagan was normal, right? Reagan was great, supposedly, right? Because that's, that's the message you're sending when you're quoting Reagan. Rather than saying, you know, 
we made a big effing mistake back in the in the in the eighties when Reagan was elected. I know that you know he's promised mourning in America, but it was M O U R I N G. You know, mourning. We're all mourning. We're still mourning now, but we can trace the decline of the American middle class right to Reagan's doorstep. And that includes his, um, the, 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 his adjusting the marginal tax rates for, to make the rich richer. That's where it all comes from. Why are you quoting Reagan when he is the, he, he's ground zero of the destruction of democracy? After the New Deal, one of the consequences, one of the unforeseen consequences of the New Deal was that it made, it, it built the American middle class. That's it. Like FDR said, we built it. We planned it that way. Don't let anybody tell you differently. This is not the market. This is not a mere turn of the cycle. That's how he put it. Don't, don't let anybody tell you differently. We built this. We built a middle class from the ground up with, with policy. And the Republicans said, yeah, you could build it and we can destroy it. And that's what they did. Because all you got to do, if you build it, just roll those policies back. You don't like, oh, the rich, oh, that's too much, 90% top marginal tax rate. The people are stupid, though. So when you go out there and you start saying, it's not fair that people are paying a 90% top tax rate, they never explained. No, and it's not until you're super rich and only a handful of people actually pay it because they're that rich. Nobody, 99.9999, whatever the hell, percent, you know, uh, pays <laughs> whatever these taxes that uh, pays the marginal tax rate, the top marginal tax rate. And, you know, I knew we were doomed when I saw a, a, a rally of Trump Anzies cheering about, um, we're getting rid of that death tax, the estate tax, that they will never pay, that only a handful of people pay, like the very richest of, uh, of the rich. <laughs> no family farms. You know how many family farms have paid the estate tax? There's no, zero, in fact. It was zero. They, the, because they always, the Republicans would say, um, they go, you know, they talk about the family farm. It's all about the family and the farms and everybody. You know, they're all about families and farms. You know that. But, well, well anybody ever go find out? What family? What farm? Anybody? Go, go find them. They're out there, sort of like the welfare queen that was never found. And also like Trump's uh, sending, I guess he, he said he sent detectives to, to, to Hawaii to find Barack Obama's birth certificate, which was a lie. Uh, well, the detectives, he never sent anybody. He's just a liar. And what did the media do? They reported it. He re they reported it. Well, he said it. They, they said it. We report it. And then we do a poll. Up in the polls, down in the polls, up in the poll. Who's up in the poll? Do you like socialism? Johnny doesn't like socialism. And 
Betty, do you like socialism? I don't like it. But um, I wouldn't have a roof over my head without it. But what is socialism? You know, they, they don't go into it. They don't discuss it. They don't do um, compare and contrast from all over the world. Why don't you go around the world? Explain it. Why is it that the American people are so goddamn dumb that they can't, I don't know, uh, explain <laughs> this thing that they supposedly hate so much but need so often? Um, I don't know. That's the corporate media for you. If we're dumb, it's because they're not doing their job. And that's why I find, uh, I find it so goddamn rich listening to them complain about, you know, what, uh, what the American people want, what the American people... Well, why don't you do your job? Ah, whatever. I'm doing it for you, I suppose. That's what we're doing here. We're trying. We're trying to fill in the blanks. We're trying to um, make up for everything that's up against us. God damn it. And yeah, thank you. I see Chris on Facebook. Thank you, Chris. Chris says, I'm glad you're on tonight. Thank you for all you do. Thank you. I'm glad you're here and I'm glad everybody's here. I'm trying to unpack what the f, f why not? I'm sorry, I should stop cursing. I have to stop. I know it's annoying. It's it is a emotional release though. Like if I guess it's stress relief. My mother raised me this way. She had a potty mouth. She's a filthy nun. What do you want? She's a filthy nun called my mother's name was Sister Mary Joseph of the Christ Child. Can you believe that? That's my mother. Anyway. And I see you there, Anthony. Nice to see you. All right. Yes, yes. Let me see. Yes. I'm, I should read this. I'm reading your Rick. It's like I'm not even on the air. I'm, I'm just reading your responses going, yes. <laughs> no wonder this show needs work. <laughs> it's like not, it's not good. Okay. I just inherited myself. Oh, wait, 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 wait. I just, wait, I'm reading some of the, I think our country needs a strong Republican party. It's important. Oh, that's right. <laughs> Peter Griffin on the chat. That's right. That was Joe Biden. And, and uh, what was that? January 21st, 2021. After, after they stormed the Capitol and all. Oh, the other thing. Here's another thing that just came to my mind. I forgot. I totally forgot about the, uh, what's his face? Pence, right? So Pence, everybody was praising Pence for uh errol errol i see you there on twitch and on youtube everybody's raising up their hand saying i'm here too <laughs> i'm glad <laughs> i'm glad you're here you guys are awesome this is how we'll get through it you know what i mean at least we can at least we have each other Okay, yeah, so Pence, I didn't grab the video, but I'll try to find it quickly. 
because Prince was Prince was getting a lot of praise this morning for he um, some appearance he had where he said that he was ta- he he took a question from the audience of traders and Pence said and they and the trader asked him who told him to certify the votes like what authority right so this is from Washington Post Pence says James Madison and in the Bible helped him certify the election results I mean the Bible yeah well I guess doing the right thing right so asked on Monday night who made him buck President Donald Trump Trump's wishes to certify the results of the 2020 election former Vice President Mike Pence told a group of young conservatives that he looked to the teachings of Madison well there you go speaking at a Young America's Foundation event at the University of Iowa Pence was asked by an audience member identified as Jared whether someone in the White House convinced you that it would destroy your hopes of becoming president he if he followed Trump's pressure not to certify the election results in Arizona and other states my question is what is the name of the person who told you to buck President Trump's plan to certify the votes the audience member said Pence who hid from a marauding mob during the January 6th invasion of the Capitol as some chanted hang Mike Pence responded James Madison the fourth president of the United States, who is also the known father of the Constitution. The former vice president, whose answer was met with applause from the Iowa City audience, denied that he was advised it would hurt his chances of running for president if he followed Trump's plan. Everything you've recited relative to me is false. Now, when I watched this clip, I, I first didn't know the outcome or the ending. I was like, Okay, trader asks a question. Let's see what what this trader says in response. And I was pleasantly surprised that he said that everything you've recited relative to me is false. That was a good start. And then he goes on. Now, see, Republicans they can they can't ever really fully commit to the truth when they they put their toe in the water of truth that's all they they they're gonna give so the washington post article continues this is an article by timothy bella so he says um pence referring to the oath he took to uphold the constitution also cited a bible verse he said and that he leaned on and uh, he said uh, palm 15 says he who keeps his oath even when it hurts well, that's not bad pence acknowledged that he had written a letter to congress about his concerns over voting oh, and here we go here's where we get the fact that a uh, tiger doesn't change its spots or stripes or whatever francis doesn't i don't know changes stripes something like that you he just couldn't completely let go of the lie 
So he had to spread the big lie. All right, hold on. You got obviously nobody's calling, so I'm gonna shut the phone. Nobody wants to call me. Call me, Lana. Call me, call me for some overtime. Call me, but not tonight. <laughs> Cause the phones are off now. Blondie was awesome. Is awesome. Pence acknowledged that he had written a letter to Congress about his concern over voting. Voting irregularities. <laughs> he says, and he, and he still has concerns over irregularities in states such as Arizona and Georgia. That's bullshit. He's full of shit. There were no irregularities in Arizona or Georgia and or Georgia. Um, there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud in the 2020 presidential election, although Trump and other Republicans continue to make that false claim. Well, that's good that the Washington Post wrapped up the article like that, but this is how it is. We waste our, we waste our precious lifetime. We waste the air in our lungs, constantly repeating the same thing to the Republicans, to debunking, saying, oh, no, 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 critical race theory is not taught in schools to children, you freaks. That's what the Democrats have to do. Enough is enough. Instead of saying, you know, like Reagan once said, my hero, Reagan, I really love the old Gipper guy. I love the way he ignored the AIDS crisis. And I love the, the treason he committed to get, be, win the presidency. I love it. And um, I know... Oh, Chris, Chris J.Y., hey, Tara, stay awesome and amazing. That's so nice of you. Chris number two, you're amazing. Yes, there is no evidence of widespread voter fraud. But Pence, who is seen as a potential GOP candidate for president, emphasized that he stands by his decision, saying that the only role for federal government is to open and count the electoral votes. Blah, blah, blah. I understand the disappointment. You might remember I was on the ballot. He said, but you've got to be willing to do your duty. Yeah, okay. That sounds, does that sound normal? Just do it. That's what the way it is, man. Before Bill Clinton signed the Telecommunications Act and created these silos of information where right-wingers fall down cue holes instead of going on the the nightly news and trusting that they're being told the truth that was bill clinton did that to us guys and yet left leaving us yet again with yet again another problem that we have to rectify so it's like everywhere we look the pillars of democracy are under assault or are not under some of them are 
it's past tense already. For example, uh, the the media itself, the the corporate media. That's probably one of the most um, damaging policies of. I don't know. It could be argued. It's probably the worst anti-democratic policy that that and well, certainly Bill Clinton, <laughs> but any president could have could have inflicted on the country in a way. When you take a, take away the the truth, you take away the trust. The American people, see, the other thing is that democracy, um, it requires trust. You know, you don't really, you don't have to like everybody. You don't have to agree with them, of course not. But you have to be, you, you, you have to understand that this is, we are in this together. These are the competing visions you know, you got one. What's what, what? What's the Republican vision? They just say whatever their dumbasses need to hear or want to hear. They're gonna tell them the Democrats are everything uh, but a mother's son, right? They're gonna tell them, and they're gonna believe it. They are. So what the hell, Democrats? Why, when you praise, when you do things like praise Reagan and push Republican policies, it means you're telling the American people that the Republicans have the answer, you know, and that you're, you want to be Republican, but a little less, you know, you're the kind of Republican that takes a knee for a photo op, not somebody that um, lies about, I don't know, everything. <laughs> How do you lie about everything? Even, I mean, Trump, for example, just an aside, he said that he was invited to the World Series by the commissioner of baseball or whatever. It's not true. <laughs> and then the, the commissioner had to uh, release a response saying, no, uh, I never invited the orange con man to the World Series, and I don't know why he's saying I did. And because he's a needy little little nobody wants a needy person you know nobody likes that but maybe that's causing me to rethink it whether people like needy because they like they really like him they like trump that's what makes that's really what makes me feel very alone in the world well as a human i i sort of feel like I feel embarrassed <laughs> about it. I want to show you this other Halloween costume. I, I don't know if I have it, actually, now that I said it. Oh, fuck. It was on Twitter. Yeah, it was uh, some, it was Halloween, you know, uh, the Republicans, they had, they had fun dressing up their little brats and different kind of fascist garb. I saw a picture of a kid and he was wearing, it said, um, you know, it said fake news, fake news hat. He had a little camera, a little fake, fake news network. 
microphone and uh, it said on his on a lanyard a fake you know a fake lanyard like he had press credentials and on it it said that his his press credentials were let's go brandon this is a kid you know that his his fascist trump parents dressed him up like this and so they're not just ensuring the that the present is awash with potty mouth racist filthy anti-american anti-democratic liars but the future will be um we'll have plenty of them to contend with as well so we go we're sort of like the twitler youth from hitler youth to twitler it's really that when you're telling your your child that you don't give candy to other to people who don't agree with you politically and at this point it's not even about politics because there it's not about an argument between um or uh, on how to accomplish a goal a a a unified goal and having different ideas how to get there that's not what this is about they are destroying democracy that's the goal here the goal is the kind of system that they have in uh, in in russia russia is an oligarchy where the you know of course the power is concentrated in putin's hands but legally and peacefully they changed the constitution putin changed it and like the republicans know what putin knows is that it doesn't matter who votes it's who counts the votes so while the democrats are out there arguing about um uh, how to how to fillet joe manchin see joe manchin's apparently the president and the president that this is the problem here um the president looks like a weak little bitch who answers to Joe Manchin, not the other way around. You see? And that's not the winning recipe for success. The, the Democrats are going to lose if, they, if the Democrats don't fight. If you don't fight, you can't win. And if you don't have convictions, how can you have the courage of those convictions? You don't have any convictions. It's like Terry McAuliffe. The 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 Republican. They turned the Virginia race about uh, critical race theory, which we know doesn't exist. Nobody's being taught critical race theory. He says on day one, he will he will ban critical race theory. And that's what they voted for. So you're telling me, Democrats, that you need the the people are going to figure out that you're doing good things for them. When on the other side, you got millions of of dumbasses motivated. There's a, oh, they're out there. They're very energized. The, these fascists. They've been energized by the big lie and the incessant big lie uh, everywhere they look there's a big they're, they're encountering the lie and that's you know these uh wait 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 oh god i need a new computer uh, 
Yeah, professional conservatives find a path to victory with ginned up outrage over critical race theory. So the Democrats are working on things that actually exist, and the Republican voters are motivated by shit that doesn't exist. So they're out there. The, the record turnout, I mean, it was record on uh, presidential levels the right-wingers are motivated, and the Democrats and the progressives and the normal people are demoralized. And that's, well, that's what happened when the Democrats lost the seat in Massachusetts during Obama. I remember the time, and I remember after, the, um, after it happened, all of the corporate mouthpieces misdiagnosed it again. Of course, they, this is what they do. That's why they're there. And so they said that the um, P- Democrats didn't come out to vote uh, during Obama's midterm because they were, uh, they were like, oh, Obama has this. This, is, this was the, the after-action report from the corporate media. Obama's got this. We don't need to go out anymore. That's what they said. The, the Democrats didn't, they were just lazy. They stayed home being lazy. Yeah, we're the ones who are out there marching, you know, getting arrested in front of the friggin' White House. But we just, eh, stay home. And for no reason, eh, he's got this. He's a good guy. That's not what happened. What happened was Obama, right before the midterms, Obama, remember the grand bargain? He was trying to get this grand bargain with these, because the Democrats are, the corporate Dems are pathologically ridiculous, and they, they pathologically think that being Republican is the path to victory. And they keep hearing it. Everybody at the cocktail party tells them that. Everybody at the wine tasting in the Valley tells them that. Everyone in the green room of CNN tells them that. So they, that's what they, they, they tell us. But the fact is, what happened right before the midterms, Obama, what did he do? He was trying to get a grand bargain with, with John Boner at the time. And, and they... He put Social Security on the table and <laughs> took the public option off the table. And everybody says, well, that was Joe Lieberman. But as I don't know. I might be wrong, but I remember it differently. I remember oh, it being reported at the time during the ACA debate that Obama took the public option off the table to get the insurance companies to the table. That was his carrot. He throw, he gave them his ace up his sleeve right in the first round. <laughs> that, that's because the Democrats suck. What the fuck? You kidding me? So the only reason, so, so Obama put Social Security on the table. Remember that? And then he went out and he campaigned and said that 
I'm getting in big trouble with my own party. We're touching these third rails, the sacred cows. I'm willing to put my party's sacred cows on the table. This is what he told. He told the corporate media. He told us. Nobody, what, did anybody elect or did anybody vote for Obama to put Social Security on the table? No. No. Nobody did. And we did vote for Obama to not expand Social Security, to put, put Social Security on the table. The only reason we have Social Security uh, intact at this point is because it was Boner, John Boner, who they, they rejected the deal because of the caucus room conspiracy. They had conspired on the night of Obama's election to, or I mean inauguration, to block him and prevent him from doing anything, to cause harm. So, excuse me, let me rephrase that. Prevent him from doing anything, period. They wanted to cause harm to the American people for political gain. They knew that if the people were suffering that they would there would be a backlash against the incumbents and that's what's happening here too the american people are seeing that shit's still effed up and the democrats are goddamn feckless you know and the republicans the republicans are republicans like a snake is going to be a snake yeah so so you, you you can't curse it when it slithers that's who they are. So f f do something about it. Fight them, Democrats. Why, wh wh why do you always have to give in? Well, why? Because we know why. These old, these old school uh, scumbags need to go. Oh, boy. Born in a constellation of right-wing think tanks, the outrage over critical race theory spent over a year in the metastasizing embrace of the right-wing media, churning up hatred against discussions of race in school. So everything that is a discussion about race is now critical race theory in the minds of morons. As this deceptive marketing reached a fever pitch, there was an explosion in Facebook groups being formed or shifting their focus to opposing critical race theory. <laughs> my God. Oh, my God. I'm sorry. I had to scream. I'm sure the neighbors are like, what? Maybe they think I'm having sex. <laughs> oh, my God. That's how it goes, right? It's not really like that, so. <laughs> assigning national portion excuse me is i can't talk stop come on mouth and words assigning national importance to a statewide election can be reckless anti-crt outrage did not prevail everywhere but for the effort and money that conservative activists and media put into defining the Virginia gubernatorial race with critical race theory, it's clear that these charlatans will attempt to export the Virginia playbook nationally. Oh, yeah. 
<sighs> and oh my god, it's gonna be unbearable. <laughs> it's goddamn unbearable dealing with this. It, it's so much easier to to deal with reality. Can't we just fight over things that are real? I'm so sick of this. Oh yes, as Manhattan Institute senior fellow Christopher Rufo, who helped launch the critical race theory campaign, has explained, the goal, and he wrote this, and he said this, said it out loud, is to put all of the various cultural insanities under that brand category, the brand category of critical race theory, so that people read something crazy in the newspapers and immediately think critical race theory. Other right-wing institutions and groups like the Heritage Foundation joined in the fray with events, <laughs> with uh, activist toolkits, model legislation, and pushes for bans made in concert with lawmakers. It is so fucking outrageous. It's beyond. We have real problems. And these, I can't, I don't even know, pick a word. These people are doing this to us. These, 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 people. From there, advocacy groups use this, this think tank framework to generate local outrage against critical race theory. According to NBC News, there's at least 165 local and national groups that aim to disrupt lessons on race and gender. And several of uh, the most prominent ones are headed by Republican activists and strategists. These groups cram local controversies into CRT framework established by Rufo and others, disrupt school board meetings, we've seen the videos, and place spokespeople in the media on media appearances, sometimes professional spokespeople who are instead described as concerned parents. Yeah, exactly. So, for example, um, one everyday American parent, quote unquote, is a GOP consultant who worked for the RNC. It's, it's a game. It's a scam. Like Steve Scalise says, you know how it is. Or you know how it goes. They, they have actors. They hire people to fit the, the part, to, fill the, to fit the suit to fill this role. It's like Trump, the con man, to fill a role of somebody who's fighting for the people. Power to the people. Fucking bunch of dumbasses. Will you look dumbasses? I'm sorry, maybe I should be nicer. People are like, we have to get unified. What can we do to unify? Should I stop, be should I stop calling them dumbasses? I don't think they're watching this show. I'm not here to... Um, and I never say, and I've said this for years, though, I've said that I don't, I don't debate Republicans, and I don't, um, I'm not about, hey, that's for Tom Hartman, I'll leave that to Tom Hartman. I can't, I don't, I just don't have the patience to try to convince people for, I, I'm here to, not, not the people, I'm talking about the Republicans. 
Um, we're here to try to reach those who are reachable. R Republicans are a lost cause. They are that that 35% that are authoritarians. And, you know, they have a very effect. I mean, there's a lot of dumbasses here. So the, we all influence each other. That's why we have pockets of normal people. And then you have all these assholes in the middle. Because people who, well, I know that there are normal people. And I know that many of my best friends are in living in red states. So, but many, <laughs> that's why many people will leave there leave these red states and that's why they concentrate in the cities do you know what i mean oh but so it's not um you know they're not there's not more of them that's the point we're in the majority the fact is there's a lot of racists there's a lot of stupids most people do not pay attention to politics like we do. We, we know from our daily lives, just the people that you know in general. You have some people who are your friends who are um, your friends who do political activism with you, right? That's how it is for me. Then you have other friends who are like, I don't, I don't know anything about politics. I don't pay attention. That's the majority. These are people that are easily susceptible to uh, the propaganda, to, the, to whatever headlines they might glance on the way to their third uniquely American low-paying, no benefit, no security, no nothing job. Oh, God. Hold on a second. Um, I know we have, we're a very small community at the, at the current moment, maybe one day. I'm not getting any younger though, but this is what we're doing. We're, the, the, this is how we will win. <laughs> by getting the message out. We're all, we are right, guys. We're on the right side. <laughs> we, they know it too. That's why they, they can't even run on reality. But it should be, um, the, the lesson that the Democrats should take is not the lesson that's being, that's being spread or being taught to them by their, by their by their peers, I guess. The message is, I mean, I could, it's, it's fascinating. What's his name? Uh, Joe, Joe Scarborough. So every minute, every opportunity to bash progressives, everything is the progressives fault. Apparently everything that ever happens is the fault of progressives. And we're just too pie in the sky. No, honey, we're trying to save this fucking country from, from a fate worse than what we endured in the 20th century. You want to see the 20th century? Yeah, the reason we have a UN and all that is because the 20th century was probably the bloodiest century 
in human history. Um, we, we could probably top it. The, we don't have death camps. We don't have any of that. that that's, but the, it doesn't start with the death camps, guys. It starts with Muslim bans. It starts with anti-trans bills. Things like that. It starts with vilifying the other. And, well, it also starts with the lies. We're, we're trying to pass legislation and um, the Republicans are counteracting with lies. So how do you, what, what, what do the, the Democrats do? They say, you know what needs to get done? We need to do more of what the liars want. We need to do, we need to, to, to work with the liars and the traitors who keeps, not only when, even when they try to tell the truth, they can't, they, they can't fully commit. They got to lie. You want to know what it, what it looks like for Democrats to fight? What, take, take a page from FDR. This, it always drove me nuts. Whenever a Democrat quoted Reagan, it would, it's, it's like a, somebody, another montage somebody should put together. Maybe that somebody should be me. Would be Democrats quoting Reagan. <laughs> that would be funny. Because it's just ridiculous. I would say, quote FDR, you fucking morons. You never hear Republicans quoting FDR, do you? Do you I, I mean, come on. And the, so the message, there's, there's cognitive, cognitive dissonance with the message of the, that the Democrats are, are t trying to, I mean, there is no message. It's, it's chaos because you got Joe Biden going out saying we we're on the precipice of historic change. And then two minutes later we get Joe Manchin. It's unbelievably ridiculous. And it's such a, it's so amateur hour too. Don't you think Joe Biden, as far as Joe Manchin is concerned, get him under control? I thought that was your, I thought that was your wheelhouse. How about cinema? That little, that little grifter. You can't control her? I thought you were the deal maker, man. Well, get them under control. Tell them to shut up. Tell them, stop, um, stop uh, putting yourself on whatever, uh, whatever platform will have you to tell everybody that you're, you're, up, you're an antagonist to my agenda. Why would you do that? So on one hand, we hear how the Republicans attacked democracy, assaulted the, 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 the government tried to overthrow democracy, tried to hang the vice president and the speaker of the house. And on one hand, and then on the other hand, we have nothing happening. We have the, the effing traitors going home on um, house arrest. 
for two weeks. If it's such a assault on democracy, where's the action? Then, then we get nothing. Then we get no protection of democracy with voting, with any John Lewis Voting Rights Act or any other act that actually matters. Or the Help America Vote, whatever the other one is called. So they don't do that. So it's an existential crisis for democracy, but nothing happens. This is why the message isn't hitting home. There's no urgency to it. So, and it's exactly what I was saying, guys. Remember a couple of, even before, a few months ago, we were saying how it's, uh, you know, the messages aren't, it's um, conflicting messages we're getting. Because if this is an existential crisis, then there needs to be a, a, an equal and powerful response to it, which when the Republicans are rewriting January 6th, they are, they will be successful because the Democrats are doing nothing. They are, they're successfully rewriting January 6th, the history of January 6th, because the Democrats, where, where, where you don't see anybody going to jail. You, you're seeing people getting slaps on the wrist for being for, for for wandering onto property they shouldn't be that that's what they're get they're getting trespassing misdemeanors for participating in goddamn domestic terrorism so i see in the chat thank you jd for your super chat and pound <laughs> My God, but I wonder, what, what do you guys think oh, in England? We're done. This, this shit's done, man. We need to come back. Will, will you have us again, England? Can we come home? Pookie's Mama Irene, thank you for your super chat. Tara, you make me laugh. <laughs> thank you. I'm glad I could do that. So need that today. Thank you, Pookies. And thank you, JD. Hello, all. Tried to sneak a show past me. Well, it didn't work. <laughs> That's good. And thank you, Richard W. Again, another super chat. We voted cute cat memes on TikTok saying CRT isn't in schools. That's good. Well, um, one small small slice of hope I said I, I believe are the youth really young people I don't think um, you know I mean people are people but the majority of youth today are, are not as stupid I think I think that the, because they've been brought up on on the internet they've had a they've grown up in a very small world so they've had a lot of exposure and uh, well to the outside world so they don't buy the bullshit when republicans well when they say things like uh, health care universal health care is nazis or nazism is the doorstep to nazism <laughs> young people know that's bullshit 
because they see it. They see the. They see. They have a whole window to the world, and they've grown up that way. So I have hope that the youth are. I mean, they, as studies go, the youth of today are progressive. Most progressive generation. But uh, let's hope. Let's hope. And beyond that, let's fight. Man, I'm just looking at the time. What time is it? The show is almost over. This show had some problems. It always does. <laughs> oh, well. It's just... it. I don't know. Is this a show? Really? Or is it just a bunch of people hanging out? <laughs> it's like our... A little gathering of it's our support group, definitely. But God, all right. Well, before we wrap it up, there's all this shit. I mean, I have so much to say. It doesn't. I don't know. I'm very all over the place, as you know. I think I'm really processing, or trying to, still processing it. And here's what, what um, uh, we should all be alarmed. For example, from Salon, Matthew Rosa, an alarming finding, but no surprise. Many Republicans now ready to support violence. Of course they are. They've been supporting violence. They support lies. They support greed. They support income disparity, upward immobility for everybody else but them. They support violence. We saw that on January 6th. They also support fascism. They don't give a shit. As long as they can say the N-word. That's the way it is. I mean, study history, the history of Nazi Germany. This is what is so concerning. I and mean, we've talked about it numerous times, and we'll talk about it again. That the, the parallels to um, the rise of fascism in the United States and how it went down in Germany um, are are concerning. There are alarming similarities. Speaking of alarming findings, not the least of which being the the first failed attempt at a violent takeover of the government. A, a middling, if that, response by the government to the, to the trade. In fact, you could, we could say that the German government uh, uh, at the time actually did throw the book at Hitler and his cohorts, except that they didn't really get a lot of time. They got, I think Hitler got five years. And, um, you know, people were, people died and stuff. So, and they tried to overthrow the government. But the, the similar, um, the similarity is during the trial, Hitler used that trial as his opportunity to continue to spread his lies and never backed down, never conceded, never said, I was wrong, always contended that what they were doing, they weren't committing an insurrection, they were saving the country. And that's what the, what what's going on here? 
And then you get, of course, well, the flag. They're the flag, consecrating the flag, the January 6th flag, um, pledging allegiance to the January 6th flag, just like the Nazis pledged allegiance to the flag at the beer hall putsch. They use that flag to to concentrate, concentrate, <laughs> consecrate other flags and concentrate on them afterwards. <laughs> See how I saved myself? And um, what was the other? Oh, yeah, and then there's, of course, Ashley Babbitt, the hearse vessel of the Trump and Z contingent. So, all right. On one hand, we have the Democrats telling us this is a existential crisis. Trump is a con man. Of course, he's not just that. He's a, a traitor. He tried to overthrow democracy. This is a big lie. This is dangerous. We're in trouble. Blah, blah, blah. We're done. Blah, 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 blah. And then on the other hand, we're like, why can't we all work together? This should be like um, a... A, the, a battle of the titans do you know instead it it's like the, the, the republicans are just like eh flicking you off just like flick 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 that's how it seems okay new public opinion research from the nonprofit public religion research institute part of its 12th american values survey has returned alarming findings Close to one-third of Republicans. Hey, 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 wait, wait, wait. What happened, Junior? Oh, he just, I thought he fell. Junior! Look, there he goes. Tara, come on. Come here. People want to say hi. Junior. Come on, honey. Come on. Come on. All right, whatever. It's going to take forever. All right. He'll get up here on his own time. Oh, here he is. <laughs> Shit. Here he is. Here he is. There he is. It's the star of the show. Hello. <laughs> Isn't he the best? <laughs> I love the way he meows. He goes. He goes like this. He sticks his tongue out. He goes, nah. All right. An alarming finding, but no surprise. Many Republicans now ready to support violence. Oh, wait. Where's my keyboard? Oh, yeah, but don't worry about it. Work with them. Find common ground. New public opinion research from the nonprofit, whatever, I read that already. Close to one-third of Republicans in this survey, or 30%, agreed with the statement that true American patriots may have to resort to violence in order to save the country. <laughs> you fucking bastards. That was more than the combined total of Democrats and independents who say the same thing. 11%? So Democrats, 11% say we might have to resort to violence, and independents, 17% say that. Let's see. The um, Public Re Religion Research Institute CEO founder J Robert Jones said the large proportion of Republicans who appear ready to endorse political violence is a direct result of former Trump, former President Trump calling into question the election. 
Jones noted that according to the same survey, more than two-thirds of Republicans, 68%, claim that the 2020 presidential election was stolen from Trump, as opposed to only 26% of independents and 6% of Democrats. That's what it means, man. It takes all types. That's what that means. 6% of Democrats? Who are these 6%? You stupid. There is, I mean, we're, it's almost like hopeless. <laughs> no, I can't say that. I can't leave you without hope. Let me show you the cat then. Look how cute he is. <laughs> you are cute. but also good. The study also found that 39% of those who believed that Trump had won the 2020 election endorsed political violence compared to only 10% who rejected election misinformation. There were also signs of a split based on media consumption, with 40% of Republicans who trust far-right far news agreeing that violence could be necessary. 40% compared to 33. Uh, just an aside, I don't know if you hear the cat, Tara Jr. Jr. meowing. This goes on all day. It's kind of annoying, but he just, he sits here and does that all day. Right, Junior? <laughs> I don't know what he's trying to say. What are you saying? He, he'll just sit here and stare at me all day. And just periodically go. Like that. I don't know what he's saying. I'm like, what are you saying? <laughs> I'm telling you, right? Um, that's him. What are you saying? <laughs> All right. There are also signs, oh yes, media consumption. Like I said, this is where all our problems begin. With 40% of Republicans who trust far-right news sources agreeing their violence would be necessary, compared to 32% who of those who trust Fox News and 22% among those who trust mainstream outlets. In addition, respondents who said violence may be necessary are more likely to report feeling like strangers in their own country. To say America, American culture has mostly worsened since the 50s and to, and to believe that God has granted America a special role in human history. Which is what? Scared straight? Don't let this happen to you? This study comes out just before Tuesday's off-year elections. Blah, blah, blah. Yes, we know. And we know how that went. Indeed, the idea that hypothetical voter fraud could justify violence is in itself something new on the American political scene. There have been accusations of fraudulent elections throughout American history, some valid and some bogus, but 
Trump and his supporters are alone suggesting violence. Of course, there were uh, other presidential elections that led to violence. The election of 1860, which sparked the Civil War. Trump's team lost virtually all the dozens of court cases filed over uh, um, concerning the 2020 election, and their attempt to get the results overturned was unanimously rejected by the Supreme Court. Oh, my God. Even as Attorney General Bill Barr and many key Republicans reject Trump's claims of fraud, meaning that anyone who insists Trump was the real winner presumably thinks that the nefarious conspiracy included dozens of high-ranking... Hmm, this is weird. My drives just disconnected themselves. Great. Maybe something is wrong. Something weird happened. All right, well, I guess it's a good time to wrap up. Right? I don't know what the cat wants from me. What do you think? Food, maybe? No, he ate. He's, he eats. He eats all the time. Hey, you. You. <laughs> Look at him. Oh, I have to show you how cute. Look what he does. Look. You see? He puts his hand on mine. He's so cute. He does that all the time, too. He's adorable. He's a maniac. Alright, man. Maniac on the floor. Hmm. All right, Junior. That's enough. <laughs> oh my God. All right, listen up, my friends. Let's, uh, I don't know. Let's regroup here. Saturday. I, I don't. I'm not going to be able to do another show this week. Or maybe, maybe, maybe I'll surprise myself. And we will. But, um, if not, we will see you on Saturday. Right, Junior? What do you think? <laughs> that is so cute, too. I love when he does that, and I love that you got to see it. You see, he oh, he meows without actually meowing. He's like, ah. then a, like a little squeak will come out. <laughs> All right, I'm getting ridiculous now. Listen up, guys. I don't know. My, we will win. We will win. Well, we 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 do know that we are on the right side of history. We're on the right side of decency, dignity, and democracy. So that should be the winning combination, the win winning formula, right? Well, we'll win if, I don't know, uh, we get 
the liberal this real liberal media keeps going and growing and we have enough influence to guide guide the feckless dems off the stage those who need to go need to go and those who need to grow need to grow but i don't know we'll we'll do the best we can that's right and tara jr jr wants a treat you're a good kid you'll get one all right, my friends, if you can, become a patron at patreon.com slash Tara Devlin. Let me see. Who won New Jersey? Let's see. On the chat, Richard W.S. Who won New Jersey? I don't know if it's in yet. Let's see. Is it, has it been reported? Who won? Let's, let me look it up. Who won New Jersey? Hmm. Uh, okay. Democrat Phil Murphy narrowly, narrowly wins election as New Jersey's governor. That's good. Re-election. Which is actually a good thing because um, apparently no Democrat or no no governor has been re-elected. Is that real? In New Jersey, I should say. But don't quote me on that. I think I just heard that probably on corporate media. All right, guys, listen, guys, you're the best. Thank you so much for your super chats and all your everything, your support, hanging out, chilling out, letting me just putting up with me, putting up with my my bad computer and my my brain fart and my putting up with my no no producers my fumbling around <laughs> wow so aggressive all right we'll see what happens but we'll keep we'll keep fighting so I don't even know how to say goodnight tonight. Except to say, we stick together. We win. My name is Tara Devlin. This is Tara Jr. Jr. And I'll see you very soon.